The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. fireworks outside of my window and ate some black eyed peas and you know oh, it was oh, good how was yours mine was very good i also ate black eyed peas mm-hmm. you know that's what we do as black folks we eat our black eyed peas to bring yes. in prosperity health and all of that stuff so yes. you know lauren is old so i did watch the twilight zone marathon after i did a show with Teresa griffin new year's eve on tea time we did a show on Streamyard or something mm-hmm. it was a great show thank you to everyone who joined and came we had a great time mm-hmm. I, I heard did, i, I saw did some tina of i was a little i was feeling very groovy new year's eve wasn't the tina wig a new wig too the tina wig is 
is a brand okay. new week. Thank you, Lawanda she Jackson. She had a debut. Yeah, she came out. She, she, <laughs> you know, she can't. Everybody coming out. Shit, everybody came out. <laughs> Nisi Nash, the married a woman, and this person came out. I just want y'all, some of y'all, to go back in. Let me tell you something. The closet on this side got way too crowded. I'm going back to the other side. It's Need just a little space. too crowded in the LGBT, <laughs> ABCDFG, PTSD community. So, anywho, we want to welcome our partner in in a second. But first, yes. I want to say, so what else did you do? How's your? How, what did your mom do? Y'all didn't celebrate at all New Year's Eve? No, they didn't even watch like the ball drop or anything. They were on the couch. She was with my dad. <laughs> They were hanging out, and you know, I was upstairs with my, oh my dog. God. Oh my so. god! I'm just oh, she did you hear what Laura said? She said they didn't watch the ball drop. Now, mind you, I went to sleep at nine, but I was up at 12 because my balls did drop. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you're talking about on TV, yeah? Oh, I was okay. talking about you know the Dick Clark special that we normally see. There she go again, the Dick Clark. See, it's Lauren, y'all. I promise you, it's not me, it's Lauren. I'm gonna set you up all day today, just let you fall into traps. Oh. <laughs> It's Lauren, Nick. I promise you, I'm being a good girl today. I'm not showing no cleavage or nothing. It's Lauren. Oh, my gosh. She had that Popeye's chicken. She on, she on one. I ate. I'm in a whole new mood today. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. There you go. I see there. that there Emmy go. in the corner. That's a nice oh. prop. Yes. Show it off. Oh. I love that. And Miss Rosetta. Yes. Okay, now. <laughs> hey, All right. Ms. Hey, Lady Ro. Hey, Miss Marsha. <laughs> I have to speak to those two women. Those are the mothers of these yes. two. And they be inboxing, texting and shit while we on live. Y'all stop doing that. Y'all messing with my with my people. Messing with <laughs> them. Sit up straight. Speaking to the mic. Don't do that. <laughs> Leave my people alone, Miss Ro and Miss Marsha. Damn. <laughs> We love the models. They want to make sure them. we do the best representation for you, Flame. That's what it is. Exactly. I don't okay. need no help. Y'all know my mouth is reckless. <laughs> I don't need no damn help. How are you, oh, niggas? Boy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, friend. I love you. I miss you. Lauren, Happy New Year. Happy New uh, Year. You know, we had, we had, had a, a meeting just for those who are joining us uh, talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to be there. I'm going to be there on the 4th, and then I'm going to be there on the 18th. And, Flame, you kept saying the whole time, mm, Nick, because we joke about it like, hey, we, we, we want to be in the same space. We talked about this, right? But... Flame, you said you said last month. Uh, keep an eye on that. Let's let's kind of hold off on that for now. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, the numbers are crazy here, and my issue is not with all this. Me and Lauren was just talking about this. This whole suggestive that you don't fly. We suggest that you don't fly when you stay home. These are Americans. You cannot tell. We I said this before. We do not like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to be one way or the other. The governors of each state should have shut down the airports if they were their numbers were astronomical. I'm not blaming Newsom for people making doing they making their own decisions, but if you had to shut down the airport, a lot of options would have been taken away because don't nobody want to drive from here all the way to Florida. I'm just saying. So right. they yeah. would we, it would have saved some people. And according to the statistics, by the end of January this month, a whole lot of other people will be caught up and in a place that they shouldn't have been or they would did not have to be in if they had set their ass down and stayed at home. I, well, I want you talk. You're talking about a lockdown. You know, the UK has decided they are locking down until the middle of February. That came down today uh, from Boris Johnson. But, you know, you're talking about what we're doing here. Remember what your president said this week. So. You know, my president retired four years ago. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a president <laughs> currently. I'm waiting until January 20th. Right? I think I'm supposed to have a president by then. Uh, but we were talking about those COVID death numbers. Remember how he yeah. called those uh, <clears throat> fake hoax. news? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's the hypocrisy of the fake news and the fake COVID death numbers. Some of the people that passed away, may you rest in peace. I bet you some of your family members voted for this nigga not once, but twice. And you are the collateral damage behind voting for him 
of somebody who not took who did not take control of this of this virus. So uh, prayers to you, your family members. Just look, go look at yourself in the mirror. If you voted for Donald Trump twice and when your family members died from the COVID and he called it a hoax, go look, go to the nearest mirror and the first person you see, slap the shit out of. Uh, I got that from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> 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 Woo! No, we, we were just talking about that. I just want to make sure people know that we're talking about specifically anybody missed it. Those remarks came from President Trump. Just as the number of COVID-19 deaths in the United States passed 350,000, and this is according to information compiled by Johns Hopkins, uh, who has been charting this. Uh, the university has been charting this from uh, the very beginning. So. Can I ask a question? Is everything COVID death now? There's no more car accidents, aneurysms, uh, heart attacks. Uh, you know, Shark just, attack. Remember, yeah, remember yeah, Shark yeah. Week? <laughs> because yeah. now yeah. every time somebody dies, everything is COVID, COVID, COVID. Everything is just not COVID. I think that's just what's being reported on. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's what's hot right now in the news. So that's what we're going to hear about. Before we jump to our topics, Flam, you want to sound off on a couple of things. You want to talk about the Georgia Senate runoff election, and you were talking about Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell's houses were both vandalized this weekend. I believe that uh, Nancy Pelosi's was... This is my conspiracy theory, so my disclaimer. You can agree with me if you want to. If you don't want to, I don't give a damn. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's house was targeted by probably some people who don't care for her. Mitch McConnell's, I think, was just a ploy to throw us off to think that they only did it to Nancy. So we would only think that they only did it to Nancy Pelosi. This is my theory. Y'all think what y'all want to think. And what else did you ask me about? Oh, Georgia. Let me tell you something, Georgia. Y'all need to show up tomorrow. If you don't need to show up, nothing else I have said over these the course of this year or these eight, nine months, if you haven't got the proof in the pudding this weekend with these audio tapes that have been released, that he spoke to you guys, Secretary of State, what's his name? Raffensperger. Yeah, I can't say the name. The, the, the nickname Burger. Hamburger, <laughs> cheeseburger, uh, cat burglar. I don't know shit. Anywho, I love, I love him because this is what he did. Because Nicholas loves to get on me about me not trusting Fauci. So let me give you the synopsis. It's not that I don't think that Dr. Fauci is an accredited doctor, but when you had the opportunity in real time to speak to help save these 355,000 American lives and counting that have died, you should have. This was the only one who stood up in his face and said, hey, he's completely Republican. He completely does not go for the Democrats, but he wanted to be fair. So in Trump's face, he turned around and put the shit in his face. This is what I'm saying. So all the books that y'all want to write, Bolton and Michael Cohen after the fact, don't tell me nothing after the fact. Don't tell me Lauren is coming to shoot me 10 minutes after she shot me. Tell me before or why I'm in the middle because it shows that you care about the American people and not just about the money. So hats off to a cheeseburger, uh, hamburger, yeah, all that. Brad Raffensperger, Raffensperger, I think it's Raffensperger. And Georgia, y'all heard the audio tape. Don't don't believe your eyes, but believe your ears what you heard. He was begging like Keith Sweat trying to get some snatch. I'm telling you now, get y'all asses up in line tomorrow and go because y'all partying in Atlanta. If you got time to party, we got to get these so- these seats. Hats off to John Ossoff and uh, Warnack because John Ossoff been out like a monster, really campaigning, really campaigning. And he's a handsome white boy. I was looking at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he woke up some feelings in me. I didn't know I had. Barbara Stoy said, feelings are awakening me. I hardly recognize. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ossoff, Georgia. Not only is the country looking at you and, 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 and wanting you to step up and step out, we're relying on you. We really have all our eggs in one basket for Georgia for tomorrow. Yeah. Please, Georgia, show up. Let's get these sentences so we can get Mitch McConnell moved. Kamala Harris, the new vice president, can make all the final decisions, and you know she team us. So let's do it. 
Yeah, I will say, though, that uh, some of my friends that are in Atlanta are saying they would be very surprised if we lost both of these seats, which makes me mm-hmm. very help, uh, very hopeful. Um, so tomorrow we'll definitely – well, I don't think this is going to be decided by tomorrow, but throughout the week we'll see how this plays out. But I am hopeful because that's the feedback I'm getting. So please and go Lauren, out and these vote. are friends of yours who have been on the ground – before the general election. So they've been keeping an eye on things and been involved in the process from the beginning, correct? Yes, correct. And one of um, my big brothers, I like to call him, I do work with him. Um, He's also a part of Stacey Abrams camp and is actually going to be one of the poll workers tomorrow to really do his due diligence to make sure everything is done um, correctly around this. So that's who I'm getting some of my info from. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm hopeful. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Shout out to Common. Shout out to... Andrew Yang, to everyone who is in Georgia who's on the battlefield, names I don't know, and I'm talking not just to the people that we do know, I'm talking to like some of our listeners, Hannah, uh, Vesper, people in Georgia who've given us information. Hats off to you guys for pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nick's kick off our first topic because we're yes, going. Yes, indeed. We're going. we got a show today. Oh, hey, guys. Let's get it going. We were talking about uh, kind of keeping on that theme of how we as a community really just need to do as much as we can to empower. Uh, we were talking about life insurance, Flame. We were talking about how life insurance is a must. And it's a, it can be an uncomfortable topic for some people, but we said we needed to bring this up for Laugh and Learn. Yeah, so I mean, we kind of had a brief discussion about this yesterday, and I told, you know, Nick, you and Flame, I said, I don't have life insurance, but partly because, you know, I'm still living with my parents at this point in time for personal reasons, and um, you guys are both like, well, you're at home, you don't need life insurance. Um, But just kind of looking through some things and, you know, kind of getting you guys' feedback, I realized that this is something very important that we all need to have. You know, some people don't think that, oh, I don't want to pay for this. I don't want to do that. But in the long run, it's really just to protect yourself. So um, I'm doing my research, you know, kind of you guys kind of sparked a light bulb for me. I'm doing some of my research and seeing what my options are. Um, And I saw some of the data that you provided, Nick, and you said in 2003, virtually 97 percent of the population uh, purchase term life insurance, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And basically, Lauren, that just came down to, uh, for those who don't know, there are really like two basic types of insurance. And there was a time when the hurdle to have life insurance was onerous, right? People Mm -hmm. couldn't afford it. You were just trying to make it the best way that you could. But life insurance really has become affordable because the marketplace has expanded, much like how Senator Pelosi has talked about the need to expand the, the, the space for uh, health insurance and Medicare and Medicaid and all of those things. So life insurance is affordable for people. And the reason you want to do that is because Flame and I talked about personally how we have had friends of ours who are now in our age group and some older, some younger who have died. And um, you don't want to have a situation where your family has to pass the hat trying to collect money. And the days Flame was talking about, too, Nick, more than that, the days of the GoFundMe, Nick, that's dead. You know, if folks aren't working, they can't do a GoFundMe. So for as little as, and, and again, we encourage everybody to do your own research, but for as little as 12 bucks a month, you can have uh, life insurance that allows you to... Uh, have a decent burial where you are not leaving the responsibility of having a respectful service and you put away on your family members who may or may not be able to afford it or may or may not be able to carry out your wishes. Okay. And my biggest thing is, first of all, Miss Marsha, we see you. Yeah, I, I knew saying, you had life insurance on your daughter. Shout out to my mama. Daughter. She is shout in the comments. <laughs> she in the comments talking about, we got life insurance on you. So thanks, mom. Appreciate she that. She old school like me. Look, <laughs> thanks, secondly, mom. 
uh, insurance is important because and I'm saying I'm saying this from a transgender perspective. So many of the queens, we we would go get our hair done, we'll get our makeup done, we'll get costumes made, and shoot, but we won't, you know. And then when when somebody dies, we want to do a benefit show. We want to raise money here, and then it's always a discrepancy of the the the. the Listen to me. The funeral home didn't get the money, or this person took the money and ran off with it. This is covering your own behind. So if it's only a ten thousand dollar policy that you can afford, get that because what you don't want to do is burden the family or whoever is in your life to try to put you away. Now, my family, I don't want to hear them talk shit. See, this is this is a personal. Let me just give it to y'all in the raw. I don't want to be laying there and be like, you know, I ain't had no money. I don't know why you didn't take care of this. You going into my savings? You, I had to spend my money. I can't get my bingo money. My, this is my mama. I I can't go to bingo woo-woo. I raised up from the dead and said, look at here, old lady. You need to knock it off. Shady pants, ma. Shady pants. <laughs> She'll say, nigga, you already in a pan box. Knock it off. <laughs> but it's very important. And we lost three or four queens. And with the unsurety of the COVID virus, people are dying like this now. They say every mm-hmm. 10 minutes we lose a death to COVID virus. It's very important. And they used to give you a lot of a brick wall on getting a life insurance. You had to take all these blood tests. And it's not even like that anymore. Now you could just pick up a phone and set it up and do automatic bill pay. If you get a month, once a month check or if you get paid biweekly or salary, have it automatically taken out. That way you can't miss what you never got, but you'll know that you're covered. And when you do whole life, it usually takes two years before it goes into effect for you to get the all of the money. So do it now. Do exactly. it now. Flame, that's whole life. I'm glad you mentioned whole life. The cheapest and least expensive one uh, that is least of a burden for people or less of a burden for some, I think, would be term life insurance. And that level term means that the death benefit stays the same throughout the duration of the policy. So if you get a $10,000 policy, and I'm going to tell you anywhere, you guys, you can be buried for uh, for 10000 bucks. a nice, decent uh, service. You may not get the mausoleum and the and the hearse with the, you know, uh, you know how we used to do. Was it Holt back in Chicago? Flame, which one was the one where they put you in the glass uh, video screen and everything there and people that was drive Ga- through? That's Gatlin's on 103rd and Halston. Gatlin's funeral <laughs> home, baby. You see, I knew exactly what you was talking about. Baby, it was a drive-through, baby. You know that shit? Start doing drive-through funerals again because of COVID. You can't, a lot of people yeah. can't. We should, baby, drive back. Could you, hey, baby, let me tell you, if I'm driving back, and the person did fuck up and, and wave back, baby. I'm running into everything in front of me. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! But you one can do that for as little as twelve bucks a month, and 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 that covers it, and that is good uh, for thirty years. So there you go. It's just that simple. Just yep. please, please look into it, y'all. Mutual of Omaha. You can do it online. You ain't got to leave your home. It, it really does help you and your loved ones. And it's not like you're trying to leave people a whole great deal of money. You just want to make sure that people put you away safely. And make and they'll feel better about themselves. I'm with you, niggas. Sometimes you don't even need the headstones and woo woo woo. And the way yeah. people are dying now, it ain't gonna be enough room for headstones. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Ain't gonna be enough room for headstones. Well, I'm gonna have two headstones like this. One somebody on the front, somebody on the back. So oh, we God. and two two people in a casket. Uh-uh. You know, you know, I want to. I want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and move to our next one, so that when you all open it up for the flame message, can sound off on both of these because flame this tied directly into the topic you were most passionate about this week, which was. <clears throat> colorectal health. And we had to educate my baby here, my young we, baby Lauren. You guys Lauren. did. You did. But see, that's why we call this Laugh and Learn. And this is why we have our own discussions before coming on here because we are actually kind of learning things ourselves. Well, at least I am. So when we talked about colorectal health initially, I really thought that this was something mainly for men. I really did. I didn't, I didn't know that it was something that both men and women did equally. Um, because, you know, I always, like, 
men in my family always went and got colonoscopies and that sort of thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. my mother alone, my mother's never gotten a colonoscopy before. So it wasn't, I didn't know. Um, But, you know, doing some research, that sort of thing, I realized that it's very important, not just in men, especially black men, but also black women. Um, Interestingly enough, I had an aunt who passed away a couple of years ago from colon cancer. She didn't have to. She didn't want to talk about it or tell anybody, but she did. It's something she passed away from. So uh, I think that we should probably lower the age requirement of when we should go get checked because I think it's 50, correct, Nick? It is. 50 50 is what's recommended for black men specifically. Yes, I think that's a little too too late i think we should be doing it earlier i think 40 would probably be a better age um similar to when women have to get mammograms i think that would probably be better um but it's something very important and we just have to make sure that we check ourselves and make sure that we're okay we really do yeah and nick you had you had a colonoscopy a couple of them huh and Nick, I have, uh, and again, laugh and learn. We talk, we talked about this because you and I had this conversation. Um, I have been uh, proactive in my health for years because I come from a family of heavy comorbidities, um, a family of high blood pressure, a family of diabetes, a family where we added salt before we even tasted the food. So those became my habits until I learned more, right? Um, I have been testing and doing colonoscopy since I was 40. Um, and that's because of the high risk factors that I walk into it with. Uh, so yes, I am a, I'm an advocate of uh, doing the, the whole process and just, just being proactive, but it can be intimidating for men and it can be intimidating, I think, even more so uh, for members of my community, specifically black men, who may not have always gone to a doctor regularly. So this entire process becomes so foreign. And you and I talked about this and Flame, I know you're going to talk more about this, but bedside manner matters. And I think that sometimes people don't know how to uh, demand that demand, request, expect that their doctor or the person uh, being as invasive as one can possibly be to your person in your space, uh, be somebody you're comfortable with. But if they're being very clinical with uh, Mr. Parker, move here, Mr. Parker, move there. And you're like, whoa, can you can you I don't know that I need, you know, dinner. But I need you to at least, you know, talk nice to me. Rub on a bitch. Make a bitch feel like you want to. I want to give you my ass. Hold on, player. Hold on. Slow down, man. Yeah. So that's so. Well, thank you, Nicholas, for sharing that because that that's the truth. But a lot of times, like I said before, people, um, you don't have to demand respect. You command respect. People treat you the way they see you treat yourself, even if you're in the hospital. They see how who comes to visit you, what type of people those are. They see how you speak with the nurses, whether you're polite. First of all, I ain't finna be rude with you if I'm sucking in the goddamn hospital because I don't know what you're putting up in this IV. You have me a broke around here with, the, uh, with taking the vaccine, and y'all know I ain't taking that shit. Anywho, <laughs> secondly, I was very against having a colonoscopy. I was afraid. I had heard the horror stories. So my doctor asked me at 45 to take one. I put it off for 10 years. I just had my first one in November the third this year. I was I talked about it on on Coffee Time before we got this show on on every day, and I talked about the process. It was not bad at all. It was it was not bad at all. Yep, it is intrusive. And, and if you're a man and you're in tune with your body, you know who you are, woman. You have to be comfortable with who you are. If you follow the rules, the worst part about the thing was not the taste of the medicine because they got a new medicine, two little brown bottles. It's not even bad. It's just being in the restroom for a very long time. 
But they also tell you that if you don't get it right the first time, you're going to have to do it again. So don't eat. Get it right the first time. You can go hungry for a day. Good guys. Some of y'all act like y'all ain't. Some of you motherfuckers can miss a meal here or there. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, once you get in the, the, the – and I went to Mount Sinai. No, I, where I go? I went to Cedar Sinai. I'm Cedar sorry. Sinai. I went to, mm-hmm. And it, it was a very distressful morning because I didn't want to do it. I was completely against it. I couldn't find the bake because Cedar Sinai has 20 buildings. So I didn't know where I was going. I called Nick and the friends. I said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm going home. Nick said, calm down. This is the first time he was calm. He told me <laughs> to calm down. He picked up the phone. He made a phone call. He called me back and gave me the exact address. Now, I don't want to tell y'all that I was too ignorant to say, because I had asked the hospital, where you go when they want to check your booty? But Nicholas called and said, we need to know where the endoscopy clinic is. I'm like, what is the endoscopy? <laughs> But it calmed me down. I went. The procedure was smooth and great. I didn't even know it was done when it was done. The doctor was very nice. Uh, the propofol was worth it. If you ask me why did Michael Jackson die from propofol, then you've never fucking had propofol. Because when I've I tell you before. that the propofol yeah. will take you on a ride that the gummies can't touch, good God. It's it's it's, it's a good uh, anesthetic to have. It I, is a, I, will, I will say that. I've it had it twice the, in my life, and I had some too. great sleep. It's the best sleep. And you think yeah. you've been asleep for 10, 12, 15 yeah. hours. You've been sleeping for like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Personal it experience: the first time I had propofol, I had a procedure on my mouth. I had my teeth extracted uh, that were impacted, and I woke up to my dear old mother hitting me because Michael Jackson had just passed away from this, so she was very nervous. Um, but anyway, I kind of want to circle back though because I think that a good takeaway from this is too is that you know black folks really need to um, advocate for our health. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick, you mentioned you know poking and prodding and you know not actually having proper bedside manner. Um, I think that's kind of like a history of something that we've had to deal with always. Yeah, and yeah. that you know we've had these like stereotypes uh, labeled to us that we can uh, endure higher tolerance of pain and these sort of mm. things. So mm-hmm. I think that a, a serious message that we can take uh, take away here is please. Please advocate for your health. You know, don't allow a doctor to tell you like, oh, you're going to be fine when you know something's wrong with you. It's important to take your health seriously. And it's always important that you actually go and see a doctor because maybe they'll be able to tell you something that you don't know or that you're not even feeling. So please advocate for your health because we all want to make sure that we're here for a long time. Exactly. And and Lauren, just touch base on that. The reason we're pushing uh, uh, colonoscopy, there are some famous people that we all know who have died because of colon cancer or had colon cancer. Among them, of course, we all know Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we talked about Daryl Strawberry, uh, Charles M. Schultz, Audrey Hepburn, Ronald Reagan, Vince Lombardi, Elizabeth Montgomery, and of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So it knows no race, no age, no demographic. It is a killer. One of the things I wanted to talk about, too, just because we're on that, and I just push it because, you know, I try to run and everything in the morning when I can, but I'm still addicted to that bread. Amen, church. (laughs) uh, Colorectal cancer rates are higher in African-Americans. This is just a statistic from cancer.org. So I want everybody to know uh, this is where we source this information. And it's rising in younger people. They don't necessarily know why, but this is the reason why we're talking about it on this platform because we want family members to encourage other family members. I know that black men, sometimes we can be uncomfortable uh, going to a doctor that maybe isn't a black male, or uh, I have male friends who are comfortable with female doctors. I've had female doctors. I've had male doctors. 
if you passed med school and I'm comfortable with you and I can have a conversation with you that is open, that is honest, uh, uh, that is completely transparent, we're good to go. But I interview my doctors just like I know they interview me. And they mm. sit there like, you know, I don't know if I want to deal with this one. He talks a bit much. I get all of that. That's the but truth. Are... Now, he ain't loud now, but that's the <laughs> so, truth. Now, what happened? And the, <laughs> the last thing I want to throw out there is there's a new app called JetDoc that I learned about today being promoted by Rick Ross. He owns Rick it. Ross shared his own personal health story today. Um, and I was just, it was, it was, he talked about the weight loss and his love of the wrong foods and why he wanted to encourage other black men and women, but black men in particularly, because we're the group that tends to be the most affected by not really following through with our health. Women, for the most part, will at least be somewhat proactive in their health, much more so than men. So it was, it was this call to reach out to brothers. And I believe the app is like 20 bucks, but it also allows you to find a doctor and all that stuff that works for you. Okay, well, thank mm -hmm. you, Nick Smith. Nick, see, Nick didn't open up the door, y'all. We now we're gonna open up the floodgates for y'all to come <laughs> in. We're gonna come back to you, Nick. Let all right, something. I'm so proud of Rick Ross for doing that because, yeah, uh, I think that Kevin Hart to me, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish had a big hand in opening up, and, and, and so many other celebrities that go unknown. I love when they help other people or give other artists an opportunity because then people just keep paying it forward, paying it forward, paying it forward. Yeah, so good job for Rick Ross because Rick, Rick Ross had a heart attack on a plane, right? He had a couple of health scares that were really detrimental to him. So I actually saw what Nick was talking about. I think about two weeks ago, uh, Rick Ross was on Ari uh, Melber's show on MSNBC with his um, other investor. And they were just talking about how they really just wanted to provide access to care and, you know, like access right. to affordable health care. So, um, yeah, definitely shout out to them. Thank you for just helping the community. And I just want to personally thank you, Rick Ross, for doing that and for starting wearing a T-shirt because you was killing me with no T-shirt with that old stomach. But you got the new stomach. But that old one, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't, some, don't do some that. Some women like that. He's got how many baby mamas and kids now? So Girl, you know some, what my uncles used to say. Something was attractive. Was key. My uncle used to say <laughs> P-A-G-N-F. Y'all know what that stands for? P-A-G-N-F. Old schoolers going to know what that means. You too young. Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Uh, pussy ain't got no face. Okay, what's the next subject, baby? <laughs> well, That's the old player in me, y'all. Uh, y'all know this laugh and learn. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. <laughs> I'm fucking teaching. <laughs> well, let's bring a couple of uh, flamets in and see what they Come have on, to Lord, say. Come on, bring somebody. Or bring, okay. bring Hannah in because Hannah is in. Uh, Hannah in, uh, actually DM'd me this morning. Yeah, Hannah is in Georgia. She's in Atlanta. She's yes. on the ground, baby. Hannah keeps us going. What's going on? Yes. Hello, Gordon. Hey, and Hannah. she has on her mask. Vote. Okay, Yay. vote. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hannah, you on the ground right there in Atlanta. What y'all doing after hearing this audio tape? Y'all really, y'all should really be coming together after listening to this fool's audio tape. And hats off to y'all, uh, Secretary of State there. Burger, cheeseburger, hamburger. Raffenberger. <laughs> well, not only just Georgia, but the country as a whole, we all should be questioning what's really going on. Not just Georgia, but a country, the country as a whole. The next go round for our elections, especially in Kentucky, Kentucky, y'all need to get it together. Georgia's not the only state that needs to get out to the polls. All the polls need to well, get out. Y'all hold states. all the cards right now, though, because yeah. everything is riding on tomorrow right now in Georgia. It, Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You are so right. The only thing um, is that we have to get a lot of the transplants to realize you do matter. Your vote matter. Everybody's telling Georgia to vote, but you're not being specific. We have a lot of males that are not voting. I work with a lot of men that do not vote, not planning to vote, 
not thinking about voting. Uh, yesterday, I dropped off some items to my mom. There, you, you actually see people going from door to door to get people to vote. They have a lot of volunteers out on the ground uh, that's asking uh, people to come out to vote. Also, I've been inundated by email, text, phone calls about us getting out to vote. But you'll be, be surprised of a large group of our black men that will not vote. Do you know why? They did not vote. Are they saying why they don't want to go out and vote? Many, many don't believe in the system. They, believe, they don't believe in it. The system will help them. Many don't believe that they vote matter. Mm -hmm. Many believe in conspiracy theories. Um, I mean, right now, with the 11,780 votes that somebody wants to negotiate about, that's not right. That's illegal. But, you know, most people, they just don't think that they matter. Um, and a lot of the transplants from other states have been redlined or pushed out of their home. And most people won't be honest about that. They won't be honest that you can't get a job in certain states. You can't find housing in certain states. But they'll rather talk about other things, but they won't talk about what's going on in their home state. And what's sad about it, many of them come from blue states. Hmm. Girl, I'm going to flip all these states blue like my glasses <laughs> so they get into my nerve. Hey, Hannah, you stay safe down there, and we're going to be watching these polls tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to be watching because I know it's going to be a nail-biter. Mm -hmm. And I love what Lauren said and that you said that the people that are out there voting, it, it looks like we're going to get these seats, but I need us as black people or people in the state of Georgia not to rely on that because yeah. you remember we thought Hillary was a shoe-in four years ago, and three days before they threw a monkey wrench in the game playing Comey, and you lost your job to this nigga. Bye. Uh, and we and Hillary lost. Now Hillary didn't lose because we didn't like her. Hillary lost because white folks didn't like her. Let's be honest, because we like that. Yeah, karma but too. then they, they see the boomerang of life is Trump got the same shit back in his face because he thought he was going to win. He was close, but three days or four days before they dropped that vaccine for that's you know some of y'all are taking, not me, but some of y'all are taking that vaccine. But now here we go again. Now they didn't release the tape. Hats off to Berger for telling it because the nigga need eleven thousand seven. 799 votes to win. He asked for 11,800. You're not going to get them. Nigga, in every language, Slovakian, which your wife is, uh, Boomerang, Budapest, uh, China, you lost. Your favorite words, nigga, is you're fired. Look in the mirror and tell the first nigga you see you're fired. <laughs> this is Flaming Rock. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks, hey. Hannah. I have to interject one more thing. <laughs> if you need a ride to the polls, Lyft is giving rise to the polls. What you need to do, if you have the Lyft app, um, go to Georgia Vote to Live. Georgia Vote to Live. They're giving a $30 credit so you can go to the polls and vote for free. I voted the first Saturday that I could during uh, uh, early voting. So, you guys, there's so many organizations that are giving free rides. All you have to do is go to um, all these nonprofit organizations mm -hmm. that's getting out thank there. Thank you for that but, information, yes, Hannah, thank too. You. Thank you so much yeah, for it's, that. It's, uh, Lyft is giving it, and you all you have to do is put in Georgia GA Vote to live okay you can go to their website a lot of celebrities are um uh putting it out there but yeah if you need a ride that's no problem getting a ride to the vote um to to the vote to to the polls so y'all get out there and vote and my people that have people um that live out of state please talk to your people and let them know please go out and vote thank you because the georgians yeah 
We are, we getting out here. Yeah, we we looking okay. at each other. The whole world watching Georgia and Mom. Exactly. Thank you, Hannah. We all watching Georgia, okay. baby. Georgia, Georgia. And if you're gonna get in the lift, why I keep doing that to the light? Okay. If you're gonna get in the lift, get you some lights on. Spray their asses. I spray everybody, baby. Spray everybody. <laughs> Where are we going? We want to get Vesper. Uh, yeah, you want to Vesper. I, girl, you know I can't see those words. Vesper. Yes, honey, y'all get y'all asses out there and vote, 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 vote. Because I'm telling you, Georgia, we need you. Well, hello. Hey, Vesper. <laughs> Don't Vesper look like John Ossoff. Hey. Well, let me tell you something. John Ossoff is fine. He could get it. I, I stay in drag almost the whole time and everything, but eventually the wig going to slide off. I'm just letting you know I got to be comfortable. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Your mind is in the gutter today, and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's a new year. Same flame. <laughs> it's a new year. Yes. Talk to us, Vesper. Yeah, what's, so what's going, going on, on down there in Georgia? Look, the voter suppression is real. And the thing about it is they make it look so natural, like it's normal, that people don't really think about it. But when I went, like, I had my mail-in ballot, and as I was about to seal it, I was like, realized I didn't put the, the actual ballot into the envelope. I was like, oh, shit tore it open and it tore just a little edge off. So I put my ballot in there, sealed it. It looked good, but I didn't even want to like chance it that they would, you know, not take it. So I went up to the polls uh, this weekend or right before the new year. And um, there was a long line um, and you could tell who the Trump supporters were because they weren't wearing masks, even, you know, and they weren't social distancing. Everybody else was like good 10 feet away from those people. Everybody else was keeping good six feet apart, but the tension was there. There was no parking. It, they purposely chose a location that was small with very little parking, blocked off half of the parking. And um, people were just crazy in the parking lot. Um, and they were all giving me mean looks and, you know, cussing at me. I just ignored them as I was walking up to the ballot and just dropping it into the Dropbox. Um, and, and as soon as I dropped it in a Dropbox, they were all like, oh, OK, you know. But, it, I mean, tensions are high. There's very few lo voting locations. There's very few, there, there's very little parking. And the thing about it is I'm trying to remind people that this is what voter suppression looks like, okay? They want to make it as difficult as possible so that when you show up, you don't want to vote because you'd rather just not deal with it. And the thing is we have to deal with it because this is, everything is riding on Georgia right now. Every, the whole country, and not even the whole country, the whole world is kind of watching Georgia right now because this will determine the fate of not only the future of our nation, but the future of the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if we have a Senate that is controlled by the Democrats, we will pass um, some type of climate change legislation. And that will affect the world. So it's so important that we all get out here and vote. And it's so important that you don't let anything discourage you from doing your part and doing your God-given right to vote. Tell it, Vesper. And that's all Vesper I got to say. Vesper is my right. resident white boy, black boy, baby. That's my white chocolate, y'all. Vesper, you had <laughs> gave me that with conviction. I felt that all in my spirit, baby. That could cut through my breast implants. Good God. <laughs> I mean, I was feeling it, too. I was so upset when I saw that. And I'm like, y'all don't realize this is what voter suppression is. Yeah. It's not like it was in the 60s. The, it's, you know, they have to do it in a more covert scariest, way. But it's still voter suppression. The scariest part of all of that, Vesper, is we are on a powder keg of, about to explode. I believe that. And this fuel is igniting it. And igniting it but here's the thing we can't even really fault trump anymore we can't because we know Why who not? he is because he keeps showing who he is the powers that's over him the congress the senate 
invoke the 25th Amendment, remove, strip this nigga of power, remove him out of this position. I don't care that we got, what, seven, 14 more days, mm-hmm. 16 more days? Remove him now. The detriment that what are you going to do? Commit all these crimes publicly and then pardon himself? What? So we're going to let this nigga do this and then right. tell himself, oh, nigga, you get a get-out-of-jail-free card. This ain't Monopoly. Well, I mean, I will say I don't know if if I totally re- agree with that flame because I think especially now that you're seeing all of these like senators coming out and supporting, for instance, not certifying the election for Biden come January 6-2, it really makes me think that Trump yeah. really just has stuff on all of these different senators. And that's why we're seeing them flip. We saw instances with Lindsey Graham. So we're it's we're in a uh, a very interesting time, to say the least, Um so yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that simple. Great really. point made. Great point made. Let me say this, Vesper. Thank you, my Don. We are gonna hit you up. Keep watching, Vesper. Oh, Thanks, thank Vesper. you. See, Donald Trump probably does have dirt on all of these politicians yeah. because here it is. He was never a politician. This nigga still ain't a politician. Mm-hmm. But he did business with them for so many years before he decided to throw his hat in the politician ring. So he did business with the Democrats, the Republicans, these people. So I got all y'all. I know where the bodies is buried. I know where the counts is hidden. I know this and that. So everybody's afraid to throw him up under the bus if they have not done business with him. They are not like Kamala Harris mm-hmm. and, and Elizabeth Warren, people like that. But if you've done business with him before politics, especially that nigga holding something up. You're right. He's holding something over their head because somebody should have been then smashed him with with their with what it, they know about him. Exactly. If this was a normal democracy, if we were actually living in a democracy, I think those would be the, the circumstances. But it, it's just not. I think Lindsey Graham is probably the biggest example of that, of just one, one time Trump's racist, he's all this, and the next moment he's supporting Well, him. he ain't by himself, because that Ted Cruz, Texas, y'all should be ashamed of y'all self got that nigga in office. This nigga, let me tell you something about a man. Let me let me educate you on, let me let me change this voice. Let me, mm-hmm. hold on, let me manual. <laughs> let, me, let me give it to you right. Anywho, a man is a heart. A man has a heart and a sense of responsibility like nobody else, because a woman is, is more... Uh, um, What's the word? Loyal. Women way more loyal than me. You know I'm on both sides of the fence, I know. But a man got a heart. Ted Cruz, you allowed this man to tell you in your face that your wife was ugly. He disrespected you. Marco Rubio, he told he threw your father under the bus. Y'all were going against him. And now you allowed this man to come in between your marriage, Ted Cruz, and you standing up for this fool who disrespected the woman that you got on your knees and said for better or for worse for, she should have divorced you. And I, we knew you was batshit crazy when you got on the Senate floor to speak for 24 hours talking some green eggs and ham, I am, I am. Nigga, if it's the eggs are green and the ham is brown, that shit ain't no good. <laughs> but if the disrespect, Lauren, don't you ever, as long as I know you, you know I ain't going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever let a man, let somebody disrespect, your husband. Never. Disrespect you like that. Know this nigga got to lay in the bed next to you. That mm-hmm. nigga should have been afraid. He mm-hmm. should have been real afraid. Exactly. Ooh, that hair ran my blood pressure. That, come back, Flame. Come back. Bring me back, <laughs> Lauren. Bring me back. Bring me back. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides. 
loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Hannah talked about the expense in housing and why people move there because they've been redlined. And she's right. So many of those states are blue states. Just looking at the quick list, New York, Rhode Island, New Jersey, California, Massachusetts. These states have the highest cost of housing. So then people move to a place that they think is less expensive um, and then they don't partake in the voting process. And that can just be frustrating all the way around. So Hannah is absolutely right. People need to get out there and vote. And one can go to georgiavoterguide.com and there's a full list of different places that will take you to the polls if you need a ride for different levels of ability and disability. Nicholas, hold on. Weigh in on that last subject about the, all of the whole uh, the voter uh, suppression that Vesper was talking about because I know you know about that because you down in, you in the South am, as well. I but, am, but that's not unique to the South. This is exactly what fairfight.org has been about uh, with Stacey Abrams. Uh, regardless of where you live, the whole idea behind voter suppression initially was, you know what, we're going to create a barrier that blacks will have to be able to read this and they need to add this before they can vote. Jim Crow changed that. Now we move forward and there are new ways that they, we marginalize. Florida voters said, you know what, we want people who have been convicted of a felony to have the right to vote. 
The court comes in and says, oh, but they need to pay their fines first. So again, another barrier. All of these are barriers to voting. What they've done in Georgia, what they do in other places, this redistricting, this gerrymandering, all of that is, is part of voter suppression. Because what we want to do is want to divide and split up districts so that Lauren and I can live across the street from each other, but we both can't vote for the same representative to try and get things that affect our neighborhood as a whole. The idea behind voter suppression in Georgia specifically, I've heard people write and talk about is simply the runoff system. Georgia decided some time ago, you know what, Atlanta's a little bit dark. We can't control Atlanta, but we got the rest of the state. So what we'll do is we'll create a situation where we have a runoff. The likelihood of two candidates being in that runoff who are African-American are slim to none. This way, if one of our people who are of a lighter hue is running against an African-American, chances are one of them will be in the runoff. If that white person is in the runoff against an African-American, the idea is those who sat back and say, oh, I don't need to worry about it because maybe I liked either one of these two white candidates who split the vote. Now, oh my God, there's no choice here. I, I, can't, I can't vote for this black guy. The problem with Ossoff for some is that he's Jewish, right? Running in the South, running in Georgia. For the most part, I will tell you though, Flame, you know, we keep talking about the South. Atlanta doesn't really consider itself the South. It considers itself a city that happens to be in Georgia. I think most who live in Atlanta would argue they're more progressive than you all in California. I think Atlantans tend to put themselves um, from, it's been my experience that Atlantans tend to um, have delu not delusions of grandeur, but they definitely do not consider themselves Southerners. They can, you're you're right you're you're right about that Nick I will say because you know I did live in Atlanta for four years and what's what's said is that there's Atlanta and then there's the rest of Georgia that is definitely something that's said and I do wanted to add to what you just said too because part of the uh, voter suppression too is also gentrification yes. and that's yes. directly tied into housing because you know we gentrify colored folks out of these areas and all of a sudden they don't have anywhere yeah. to go if you know if you don't have an actual address or a house of where you're residing you don't get a ballot you can't register to vote so that's also part of the voters and lauren that's well. everywhere that's dc that's san francisco yep. that's la there are neighborhoods where people yeah. oh well, we were talking about the wrong side of the 10 flame if you're on the wrong side of the 10 you know you in the hood right or that was the idea I live in Long Beach. I don't know what you're talking about. Believe it or not, <laughs> ask there, about there was that. a time, though, there were parts of Long Beach that were considered hood, right? So, yeah. No, actually, where I live in Long Beach now, uh, in the 70s and 60s, they used to have actually uh, Ku Klux Klan marches down wow. Ocean Boulevard. Yes, but there are, there are also some, some um, ghetto areas of Long Beach. Wait, you I see, I'm saying I, that in air quotes. I don't know. That's that Snoop Dogg. See, that North Long Beach. See, let me, but no, yeah. they got the best apartment, so let me just say mm -hmm. that. Anywho, uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I hear you, Nicholas. I hear Lauren. I'm talking about this. Y'all talking about this voter suppression. Georgia, I'm talking to y'all right now. Atlanta, whatever, wherever they have, the whole state of Georgia. Be inconvenienced for one day. Be in, baby, from what I see, they said the men won't go vote. Shut Magic City down, and some of them got them P Valley and all the strip clubs down for a day. Them niggas will go vote. Shut them down for a day because whatever it takes, by any means necessary, this is how Donald Trump almost yeah. won. By any means necessary, he adopted Malcolm X's philosophy and he took it to heart. We always love to speak it, but we got to walk it. 
We got to do this by any. Some of y'all got them goddamn stimulus check. You got money to get to a lift to get to the voting polls. You got your stimulus today. Some of y'all got a Saturday. I got mine last week, 300. I was happy. Yeah, y'all got your stimulus. Use that stimulus and go vote. I'm telling you now, Georgia, we can't we can't do this again. And they, you, they're cheating right in our faces. Yeah. And I, you can't look me in my eyes and I see you and hear you and tell me that you are one thing and I'm looking at you and hearing what you are really are. I ain't that dumb. Some of y'all going to have to pick and choose. You can't be dumb. Man, stupid. Some of you Republicans, let me just say, some of you Trump supporters got both of them. You can't be dumb and stupid. You got to pick a side. Pick one. Flame, pick flame. One shit. Well, <laughs> I do. I hope. Wait, Nick. I do want to say though. Shout out to the strippers in Georgia because they did create an entire campaign get called your "Get Your Booty to the, to the Polls." Get your booty. And they encouraged quite a few people to go out and vote. So shout out to all the strippers in Atlanta. Thank you for doing your. Part. I completely agree. We will uh, actually talk about another city going through a change right now, Chicago. Uh, Yes, Chicago, Chicago, I I think Chicago is a perfect example of how one can be an industrial city and reinvent itself. Right. Because there was a time when I think that there are those who would argue and please jump in Flamettes. Detroit and Chicago were really the same city. Detroit was a thriving city in the 50s, 60s. People wanted to be in Detroit. People were raising great middle-class families, middle-class homes. People were able, African-Americans were able to go and buy and they worked at Ford or they worked at GM. They had great schools. Then when the industry changed, Detroit didn't change with the times. Chicago found a way to reinvent itself. In that reinvention, we now have an African-American mayor who seems to be getting some of the same pressures that white mayors have gotten before her flame. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm going to speak about. So, y'all, first of all, let me sh- sh- tell you something about Chicago. We're talking about Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who completely annihilated Tony Preckwinkle in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the runoff. She beat her in her own district. This is how bad she beat her. So that goes to say that Chicago, y'all really wanted mm-hmm. Lori Lightfoot mm-hmm. to be mayor. Here's my problem with it. So Lori Lightfoot did tell a lie. We ain't going to say she sugarcoated the truth or she smoothed over. She lied and said that she didn't know about the young lady that she talked about two weeks ago. Anjanette Young. Yeah, that yes. the police came in her house and kept her naked for such a long time. But she had just gotten into the job. That This happened two years ago. This happened like the first month or so that Lori Lightfoot was in the job. So it wasn't like she had gotten used to being the mayor. She, you, you get a job, you get a new job, you still, it's a learning process. You know what I mean? And I'm saying it my way. I ain't speaking all technical and high book shit. This is my, the way I fucking talk. <laughs> Anywho, so... She was fresh in the job, but as black people, we are ready. we are protesting and trying to strip this woman of her job. We seem as a people to forgive white ugliness before we forgive black ugliness, and I got a problem with that because they are protesting, trying to have her removed out her. You ain't never made a mistake at your job and asked for a second chance. No, here's the thing: nobody died. I understand the humiliation of this woman and the frustration, but nobody died. We so quick to attack us it shows how we treat each other is how they treat us so we keep attacking us so that that they feel like it's okay for them to attack us because that's what we showing them again you don't have to demand respect you command it people treat you the way they see you treat your goddamn self and i'm team Lori lightfoot apologize for the mistake you made say yep i made a mistake i was fresh and new or whatever and keep it pushing I'm Team Lori Lightfoot. I like her. She's a little stud bra, too. If you need a boyfriend or a girlfriend, call me, bitch. Call Blame, me. It's also important to mention, too, Lori Lightfoot took responsibility right away. She stepped up and she has owned it. She has owned not being more proactive. She has owned uh, needing to apologize to uh, Ms. Anjanette. I forget her last name. One. 
I want to give Miss Young, Young uh, yeah. respect. She's mm-hmm. she's and she has met with her uh, to own it. So she didn't try to duck and dodge. Uh, so yeah, definitely. No, yeah, I I definitely think that there's a there's a double standard here for sure. But at the same time, you know, we I think she does deserve a second chance. However, but the narrative always is as a person of color, you're supposed to look out for your folks, and I think that's probably what people are having trouble uh, a hard time swallowing at this point is that not only you know was this somebody black but she was also a woman and she was humiliated in the worst way thank you so but i'm saying that what happened to anjanette young she's black she's a woman and she was really really humiliated in the worst kind of way so i think because of the circumstances it's adding more fuel to the fire and that's why i think uh mayor lightfoot's receiving more backlash but to you know your point nick and your point flame that she deserves a second chance. She came out, she apologized, she recognized the wrongdoing, and it's just like, learn from your mistakes, don't do it again. But there's always gonna be that double yeah. standard because we are always taught that we have to be 10 times better at everything that we do. So when we make a mistake, we're gonna be ridiculed more for it. So, you know, learn from it and let's just move You know, forward. the last African-American um, woman to help somebody out in Chicago uh, who did get backlash <laughs> was Miss Fox, who shifted the uh, removed um, uh, prosecuting uh, Jesse Smollett. Remember that was Chicago also. So, so, oh, yeah, so yeah, there yeah. are times when when they do look out. We we look out for and uh, we do hold their feet to the fire. This not, <laughs> but it's not correct. Though. I, this is not one of those times. And I yeah. think they're handling this. Com- I think they're handling yeah. this completely incorrect. And I'm telling you, as a people, we got to start forgiving each other a little bit more, so they'll start forgiving us a little bit more. Because we still don't hold the cards. You know, sometimes you you don't want to admit to it. And I love that all these young entrepreneurs and all these young men and young women of power and money are branching out and starting their own yes. record labels yeah. and businesses woo, woo, woo. but we still playing in their sandbox real talk We and they, they proved it to us November the 3rd and they're trying to prove it to us now that's why we need y'all to get on both that we playing in their sandbox no this is our own corner of the sandbox cause first of all I was over in that sandbox over in Africa wasn't fucking with you dancing in my grass skirt you shouldn't have brought your ass over there with those Popeye's chicken sandwiches and teased the bitch you know I'm easy for a piece of chicken and you know what <laughs> and that's what I would almost here. argue that this sandbox is as much ours as it is theirs, if not more so, because I do believe we in built. In fact, it. it's more yeah. so because yes. we yes. built. It. I just yep. feel I just yep. feel as though we have to collectively say, you know what? If these are the rules, we're all going to play by them, or we're going to tear up the rule book and 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 move forward. Closing out on Lori Lightfoot, I just want to say, uh, and then you guys. Wait, 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 Nick. Lauren got well, a point. Well, I was. I'm going to say into that though too. We always talk about how we have to create our own table and we have to have a seat at this table. Once we get a seat, two people don't be so quick to remove us from it just because you get a little offended. You know, allow us to have the time to figure it out and you know and actually sit in said seat so we can affect you know mm-hmm. proper change. And, and so. wait, Nick, before you say anything, thank you, Lauren. Lori Lightfoot is openly gay. Understand? Yeah. And in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Baby, you've got to be tough in them streets of Chicago because you know, do you know what kind of backlash she is getting in corporate America where she works or around gay, gay, the word, even in some uh, outside of our black community, people look at it and really people, as much as you guys are open here on this page and receive me for what I am and who I am because I'm comfortable with me. A lot of people are still comfortable with themselves, but she's the mayor of the city of Chicago. It's very Chicago is a very conservative city, is what you don't know. Y'all just hear about the crime and shit. Chicago is super conservative. I, I can only imagine the names that she has been called 
loud enough to hear in the same space to put her in a, and she is a woman whatever she identifies as she because she dressed like uncle willie from sanford and son but she is a woman she still has a woman's heart mind and soul i'm sure they have broke her a couple of times where she had to break down to her partner and yeah. nobody is taking that consideration y'all need to stop being so goddamn mean she the lady made a damn mistake i'm gonna make a couple of them before the show is over today and i'm asking you for forgiveness now gloria wilmer <laughs> we see you gloria wilmer just said truth be known we engineered civilizations gloria wilmer one of the flame mats there sounding off yes um, we just love that the alderman of color just got a note uh bobby Schmurter could get out of prison you know you guys we love that you guys continue to sound off while we're having this conversation because this is all part of the conversation different things that we're learning hannah vesper who both just jumped in and shared information with us lori life but i just want to leave everybody with this note to let everybody know that we're not bashing her we're just trying to call out what it is that we're seeing there on the ground lori lightfoot did may or Lightfoot, excuse me, uh, did note that the police department has made changes to a search warrant policy uh, since January and that she has directed a review of how this matter was handled. That is a direct, so she knows. Okay, this January the 4th, you mean for three days? You know what? Or last January? <laughs> 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 I'm asking oh my for God. a friend. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> all right, Nick, we're going to bring you out. We'll bring you back in. We want to get some weight on it because we got yes. shot down in the house. Jess is in Chicago, honey, and I'm team Lori Lightfoot, Miss Justine, uh, tell me who you voted for, because I ain't like that Tony Prankwinkle. Let me just say, I ain't. Ooh, them little polyester suits used to. Hello, Hello hey beautiful. Just. Hi, hon. Hi, Lauren. How are you? You in Chicago. What you think about Mayor Lori Lightfoot? Okay, to be fair, when they wanted to release the video, one of the city mayors, uh, I'm sorry, not the city mayor, one of the lawyers of the city of Chicago asked the judge not to release it. He has since resigned. Now, I can't recall his name off the bat because I had it written down, but he resigned. So, and uh, Mayor Lightfoot accepted his resignation. Also, don't forget, because everybody's pointing the finger at Mayor Lightfoot, which I am Team Lightfoot. I don't expect her to be a saint. I'm not a saint. I expect her to do a good job, period. Man, woman, doesn't matter to me. Do your job. That's what I. That's what I expect from you when I support you. Do your job. Um, also, um, Superintendent Eddie Johnson. Everybody's forgetting who the superintendent was. He had that happened in the beginning of the year in 2019, and all kinds of loop de loops happened with him. He ended up resigning after that. Mind you, when when I believe Laquan McDonald was shot 17, 17 16. times? 16. I know somebody else was Unfortunately, I know there's more than one victim that was shot multiple times. So I apologize that I didn't get that correct. Um, so also, the superintendent before Eddie Johnson was thrown under the bus by Rahm Emanuel. He resigned. So we've had problems with the mayor and the superintendent of the police not being on the same. But do you think that they and do you think that they should remove Lori Lightfoot? Or do you think they should give her a second chance? No, no, they shouldn't remove her because she's been trying to get at the root of the problem with the weeds in the police department. Mind you, I do support the police department. I do make them coffee. <laughs> my volunteer when I do my volunteer work, I do make them coffee. I treat and respect everyone until you give me a reason not to. That's good. Um, but also, but also, um, 
So we've had problems with the police department and the, God, what is his name? The uh, the head of the Federal Order Police, the union, he can't, he's always, he's a Trump supporter. He's always... Oh, the but Justine, just I need you to. I just want you to come back to Lloyd Life because, girl, you have taken me over the river and through the woods. I'm not off to see the wizard, girl. Where the hell you going? <laughs> this ain't Oz. I'm not off to see the wizard, girl. That's, that's what I mean. <laughs> They're coming after Lori Lightfoot. Her being the woman, the mayor of our city. Yes, she is the accountable. The buck stops for her, but they forget that all the little undertones mm-hmm. that happen. When people are trying to, one, undermine her authority, and two, they're trying to do stuff behind, you know, where they're they're trying to cover each other when they do misdeeds. Now, mind you, like I said, she has to atone for what happened on her watch, which this happened under her watch. She has met, I, 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 it, was, it was on the news that she met with, with the lady, and I saw the videotape. I was horrified. I was also, I... I I, uh, I, I, I am so, you know, horrified at what happened to her because I can't even imagine being by yourself and you're, you're changing, you're totally naked and they, and they put you in handcuffs with no, like you're nothing, you know, like you're nothing. Well, Justine, you know, we always love when you weigh in. Thank you, my darling. You look beautiful. Happy New Year. I mean, I think the, the overall what she's talking about is there's a lot of corruption within the Chicago uh, government system. Watch your mouth that, about Chicago, baby. I Watch mean, this, we just talked about facts. It's nothing, nothing personal. <laughs> Watch your but mouth there's, about there's some corruption that she's having to deal with. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, everything's being blamed on her. But she inherited you know, a corrupt system and Chir- that she's trying to weed the, the bad folks out and yeah. get it together. Chicago so. politics been corrupt for so many years. Yeah, though. Thank Chicago, you. I, thank I can you. say it because I'm from there. I can say it because I'm from there. Chicago politics has been corrupt for years. Mm-hmm. Starting with them dailies, baby. Them dailies. Woo. That first daily, the daddy was a gangster. That nigga know where the bodies is buried and everything. Exactly. But then we got who we get. We had, we had a man. We had, we had another black man. We had Harold Washington back in the day, but Harold Washington was strong willed and, and he ended up dying from food poisoning. Now, is it That's food poison or poison food? That's the way, just well, the way you use the words. I'm just saying. Then we had a gangster man named Jane Burns. She gave everybody in the projects a turkey, and that's how she won. She gave us all the turkey for Christmas. Seriously. Whatever works. This is how Whatever easy, works. this is how chicken had been getting us fucked up for years. But she gave everybody in the projects a chicken, and then said she was going to take apartment in the Caprini Greens, which was the most horrious project in the country at that time. She came in the building, they probably took her ass in the front, and cameras took her right on at the back. They ain't, she ain't stayed no, she got an apartment in the projects. Girl, if you don't knock it off, she's since dead and gone. But then we had the other daily. Hold on, Lauren. I'm let you get to, we had another, we had the sun. Now, the sun was gangster. He made Chicago beautiful. The Chicago skyline is absolutely it's phenomenal gorgeous. now. The yeah. city downtown is beautiful. The corruption is still there. Yes, I know Harold was murdered. Y'all didn't listen to what I said. I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. You said I'm Y'all just repeating that no shit. Um, the city is beautiful, but his wife Maggie, who suffered from cancer for years and battle, battle, battle cancer, he had a black secretary that worked behind him on the low low. Him and the black secretary was like Miss, me and Mrs. Jones. They had a thing going on. After Maggie died, she gave him his her approval to go on and be with somebody else. He married the black girl. We ain't seen or heard from Mayor Daly since because Mayor Daly got caught up on that black girl magic because that black girl magic is well, real, baby. Real. And after real. Maggie said, I'm leaving here, he got with, she, not only did he hook up with this black woman, he married this black woman. She had some black girl voodoo. Fuck a magic. Sounds she like had the Megan voodoo. and Prince Harry to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring Nick back in so we can slide into this last topic. 
um, which I think is going to be a, a major topic that we're really going to have to go through. Uh-oh, so they, they finna go deep, y'all. Yeah. I can't handle deep. We gonna talk about this last topic. <laughs> <Don't> go deep. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty all day today. All, all day, day today. today. A couple oh of things. So, Lauren, Nick, before uh, I want to close out with Lori Lightfoot, a couple uh-huh. of things I just want to touch on that was brought up yes. with our last uh, a guest because she's absolutely right. It looks like just so people know. The video shows the Chicago police officer smashed open the door of 50-year-old Anjanette Young's townhouse in February 2019. Lightfoot, who was who promised to bring more transparency and accountability to Chicago, took office in April of 2019. So she was not mayor when this went down, and it's just important that we kind of kind of mention that and let them know, hey, okay, you know. Leave that woman alone, y'all. And Flame, yeah. you know what? You, yeah. you remember, burn, Mayor, burn. I just talked about giving away free church in the damn project. Walking That's how she Gardens. won. She lived yeah. in Cabrini Green for it. No, no, no. She that lived was Cabrini in Cabrini Green. Green. She she took that. No, 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 no. She walked through Cabrini Green. She ain't lived Flame, in no she damn took Cabrini that apartment Green. in Cabrini she Green. She said she was. Uh, uh, okay, say that she again. She took that say apartment in Cabrini Old Green. Uh huh. And they we saw the camera walking in. Understand that they didn't have a they had a back door in Cabrini Green. They walked. You don't think she was hanging out in Cabrini Green playing spades? She oh, said the, oh yeah! <laughs> this, and this is why she's my manager, y'all. This is why she my goddamn manager. Lord, 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 I needed help with that one, Lauren. Come on, Lord, you left me hanging there. I'm sorry. Oh my God! But I just feel like our last subject is so heavy, but we felt like we just had to kind of talk about it there. Um, Lauren, yeah. go ahead. Take us away. Yeah, so um, Nick, you actually sent us this article, um, but an eight-year-old boy named Gabriel Tay, he was in the third grade, he actually committed suicide in uh, 2017, and it was due to him being bullied at school. Um, And so this was January 2017. Um, His parents have since um, filed a lawsuit against uh, and alleges that Gabriel was attacked by another student while he was at school and was left unconscious at one point. There's also a video that shows Gabriel lying on the floor for more than five minutes before any help was received for him. And Gabriel's parents are saying in their lawsuit that the principal and the assistant principal knew Gabriel was being bullied, but did not communicate that information to his parents. So they're basically saying that the school is at fault and that um, they need to do something And that's what And that's one of the reasons um, why we started talking about this topic because um, I personally believe, you know, uh, these parents deserve to have some type of uh, justice for the death of their child. Um, and and I, 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 I know people say, Nick, I don't want teachers hitting my kids. I don't want some kid feeling like they don't have a, an out. And uh, this, this is what happens. I need teachers to intervene. And I know that's not their job and I don't know what to say. I'm just saying that I don't think a three, somebody in the third grade, y'all, third grade, you know, that, that, that broke my heart. That's why I shared it, you know? I mean, I have, I have a couple of thoughts. So one, I don't think that the school is solely responsible. Um, now, the incident of him being bullied and laying on the floor for five minutes not being helped, that is absolutely on the school. They should have done something about that. But... I don't know, maybe it's the way that I was raised, but my parents knew when something was wrong with me. I I can't imagine this kid going to school, being bullied, and the parents saw nothing. I understand that, you know, they may have been working, they couldn't take time off to come up to the school. Everybody's circumstances are different. But there's just no way that you didn't know something was going on with your kid. And even in the instance where you can't go to the school, 
my my mom straight up was like, you getting bullied? Because I, I got bullied when I was younger. She encouraged me to fight. We can just, we gonna take it there. I was encouraged to fight. And my instructions were, clock that heifer when she's not looking. <laughs> Lauren! Straight up, clock I lo- her. I love you, Miss Marsh. Straight up, clock her when she's not looking. I guarantee you she's gonna leave you alone. And will you get in trouble? Probably. Will you get suspended? Probably. But guess what? I'm gonna be right up at that school when I can get there supporting you and defending your actions. Because you don't, you don't allow yourself to get bullied. There's ways to figure that out. So that's why I'm saying, yes, is, this, is the school responsible on one front? Absolutely. Because your kid goes into this classroom, this school, and it's the teacher, principal, assistant principal. It's their job to take care of you within these six to eight hours that you're there. Absolutely. But it's also the parent's job when your kid comes home to check in with your kid and make sure that they're okay and then instruct them properly, properly of how you need to handle themselves when they're away from you. Okay, so those were the both the textbook and no no kid <laughs> policies. Let me talk to you as a parent now. Baby, she moved the camera, Lauren. If Uh-oh, you, okay. Right, she moved. She was like, if move you out the way. with my kid, I'm showing up, period. I'm going to follow protocol, which I have. And if you watch me on They Ready, I talked about this subject. All my jokes got some truth to the stories. If, you, if I follow protocol, which is go up to the school and speak with the principal, speak with whoever's in administration, speak with security that my, cho- my child is being bullied, and you do nothing, step two is I'm not going to wait because bullying these days don't mean what it meant when I was a kid. Bullying, we used to fight. And all that, see, Nicholas never had a fight in his life. Let me, first, let me go back. Nicholas never had a fight. You see them hands? This nigga would get down because they fought me because I was Sissy Marcus or they fought me because I I lived the life that I wanted to live. Whatever the reason was, it taught me to fight. Some people that I fought on Monday, mean mugged on Tuesday, smiled at on Wednesday, winked at on Thursday, and we were speaking again on Friday. We are are best friends to this day. This is 50 years ago. The hostility of these children not being able to release all this aggression and this frustration and this hurt because of the internet and cell phones and woo-woo-woo, they need some place to let it out. Unfortunately, because we encourage children nonviolence and don't fight, they all this is built up in them. So now they snapping out and they killing their parents or they going and shooting up the schools and then they cutting themselves. They're hurting themselves. Sometimes these kids need to have a good old fashioned fist fight to get the shit up off of them. But if you fuck with my kid and my kid is being bullied and you don't follow protocol, I will fight your kid. Let me just say, I'm not the only black bitch on here that to say that. I will fight your, I will meet your kid on the parking lot or in the playground and fight your kid. And I know that sounds, oof, and you can't fight a kid. Mm-mm. Some of these kids don't act like kids because they were raised by children, so they are the ones mm. that are in control. My children don't run my house. They think they do, but when I get mad and take this wig off and this voice <laughs> get deep, they run for the corners like roaches when you cut on a light in the kitchen because they know they didn't cross the line and I'm not having it. These kids not scared of their parents and these young ass parents ain't raising their kids. Some of these kids will hurt your children. Sometimes you have to meet fire with fire and that's why my name is Flame because if your kid fuck with my kid, they gonna meet the fire that is flame Monroe. but no yeah but that's i would say that's the dad in you because even for me ev- my mother is crazy as all can get out and you know love her dearly for it she's always been the helicopter mom but everybody knew my mom was crazy but it's when my dad showed up that's what we called the brigade we didn't want him showing up we didn't that's when everybody was like okay he's coming up here to shoot we don't want them problems as crazy as my mother was my dad was feared 
Okay, so that's what I'm saying. That's that's the dad and you talking about fighting kids and not ki- that's that's the dad and you and protecting your 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 cool your young. Well, you know what I said on they ready. I said when I, when I went up there to meet the little boy, I wasn't in drag. I had the titties Thank in his you. face and a beard and a bad breath. So he went home and told that his <laughs> mom and breath. dad that he was attacked by her mom and dad. That would be <laughs> I <me>. love that. <laughs> Nick, and, and I'm not encouraging anyone to go fight somebody else's children. No, but I love what you said, yourself. Lauren. You need to cover your children. And good yeah. parents are the first to discipline their children, but they also are the first to defend their children. My mother name never came up to the school to see about me. My mother never came when I got in trouble or I got into fights or I had altercations because she never came to see about me. I knew that when I became a parent, that was mm. not going to be my story for my children because I'm like Lauren's dad. They hate to see me coming because mm-hmm. I, I show up like Medea. I'm cussing out everybody first especially when it comes to my children. And I've always taught my children, and both of you guys know my children, you tell me the truth right in their face. Whatever the principal says about you, I'm going to believe you first because you don't lie to me. I teach my children never to lie to me. I'm still working on that last one. But I teach my children never to lie to me. But you stand flat foot and look in their face because I'm going to let them tell their story, and then they're going to let you tell yours. Now, I'm giving y'all a for instance. So I had an altercation two years ago, Nick, because you know about this, at the school with my baby girl. The principal was a son of a bitch. He was, and he told he said a racist remark to my kid. We were driving home from school. She told me I turned the car around mid-show. I had a 1989, uh, uh, what did I have? A big-ass truck, a General Motors something. Now, it was a real old cranker. We called it a Bertha. God is good. Two years later, I got something new. Anywho, uh, we went right back, and I said, you said right to After she begged you not to, Flame, she said, Dad, please don't. She begged me not to go back because she didn't want the conversation because she knows mm-hmm. how I am about them. She knows I'm super overprotective. I said, you say the same thing to him that you said to me. He he. She told her story, and he, he no. He told his story first, and I never interrupted him. Neither did she. Then he, she was telling her story, and he interrupted her, and Uh-oh. I said, "Stop." Uh-oh. She didn't interrupt your story. Let her tell her story. My daughter told the story to me and to him in his face the exact same way she had said it in the car. I knew my daughter was not lying, mm-hmm. baby. That wasn't rehearsed. Every, me and that man had it out at the school. He is now the principal at the school that she's at. And for two years, he has been to my shows to see my shows. He supports me. I'm not, And I'm telling you, but because I addressed that, as Lauren say, as the dad, mm-hmm. and he didn't see the, the flame, bro. He saw that other one. And we are cool. Sometimes, like, again, we go back to people treat you the way they see you treat yourself. So many of my children's friends are well-to-do kids with money and woo-woo-woo, but they spend more time with the nannies than they do with the parents, i.e., they like to hang out with us because I'm always at home. I'm a hands-on dad, even on the days I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point too. You gotta have, you gotta be hands on with your kids as much as possible. I understand, like I said, everybody's circumstances are different, but like those car ride homes from school back to the house, that was important time with me and my mom or my dad because they wanted to know what happened at school. Just like Flame talked about, some your principal made a racist comment. What happened today at school? That's not the job of the nanny. That's you know the what? Job of the this this is something complete because you all talk about being hands on parents. I'm often criticized or still even to this day teased by friends of mine for that. They're like, Nick, you still call your mother mom? Like, I, I never call. I joke with Flame. I say, you know, Miss Rosetta got on my nerves today. But I would never say to my mother, Rosetta, I told you, like, there's still this. I am not a child and I still fear my mother in some ways. You know what I'm saying there? And we did talk and we played, right. we played um, Monopoly together. Sorry and things like that. We played board games together, you know, and we, she encouraged the reading. But, but. I've had, what, two divorces now, Flame? Because, uh, you, why you gotta talk to your mama every damn day? You know, that ain't healthy. You you need to, so 
So, so, so I don't know, Flame. Is, is it possible to be too much of a parent? Too. Well, well, I want to go back to the original topic, which was the, that the eight-year-old boy, eight boy killed himself. This is what I'm talking about. I don't know his situation. I don't know whether he was gay or whatever they bullied him for, but I want to give hats off to Dwayne Wade because had I had a parent in my home that cared about me at eight years old like that, you know, my mother was there, but my mother was on drugs. Y'all, we already know the story, honey. That ain't, I ain't telling. Ooh, he freestyled on his mama. My mama been cleaning this over over 30 years, but she was on drugs big time. Big time, and she wasn't there. And if I had the assurity of having one person in my life to talk to, imagine if that little eight-year-old boy had somebody that he could confide in and tell that listened to him, didn't talk at him, didn't want to go up to school, but listened to him and tried to help him and show that they care. Maybe he wouldn't have killed himself. How lost was this baby at eight years old that he committed suicide? A lot of these kids don't have nobody to rely on. They really don't have nobody and to listen Flame, to. And Flame, you've talked talk about to. how, unlike when you and I were growing up, the bullying doesn't stop when you leave that school oh no because it's yeah. on the internet Social so media. you i come home and so when we get off the page you know how much hate i get on my page oh i can't stand flame my raw so you get 100 likes bitch i don't give a fuck but i'm 50 a child right. won't see that because if they don't if their self-esteem is already low and then they you you 100 people saying agreeing with somebody saying they don't like you first of all you don't even know who these 100 people are but nobody has explained to an eight-year-old because their so, self-esteem yeah. is low. And then, oh, 100 people don't like me. I should kill myself. I'm not killing myself. <laughs> Fuck you. And your mama and generations of your mama. She but I, I think that also, too, goes back to the parenting that we're talking about. Because, for instance, social media, like on Instagram, you're not even allowed to have an Instagram account until you're 14 years old. So it also goes back to the parenting. Now, mind you, I will fully accept I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. I'm only speaking not on. Yet. Not Not yet, exactly. But I'm only speaking on the experiences that I've had with my mother because my mother, like she likes to say, she was liberally strict, as much of an oxymoron that is. But I understand now as I'm getting older what that means and how important, you know, some of those harsh boundaries I may have thought she had laid out for me. But they were needed because to Flame's point, you know, when people say things, I don't get affected by it as much. You know, I've had my share of fights because people have pissed me off. And people have pissed me off. And guess what? They didn't do it twice. So although you may not agree with the parenting or the upbringing that you receive, sometimes it's necessary to give that tough love and just to kind of be overbearing because, it, you know, it pans out well in the end. Before we leave, you guys, we've got to hit one more thing. We cannot ignore Keon. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. honey. Yes, I was yes. going to say, speaking of let me let y'all great have black dads, let's, let's talk about great black dads. So um, a couple of weeks ago, an actually Grammy Award winning, a Grammy, Grammy Award winning artist, Keon Harold, was in a hotel in Soho, New York, and uh, with his 14-year-old son. And this woman came in and literally tackled his son saying that he stole her iPhone. Um, so the woman, her name is uh, Maya Mia, however you want to say it, Ponsetto. <laughs> She's 22 years old. She, she falsely accused uh, Keon Harold's son of stealing her iPhone at the Arlo Hotel in Manhattan Soho neighborhood. Um, Ponsetto, whom uh, uh, activists have dubbed her Soho Karen, we'll get to that too, uh, was arrested actually in February of last year for public intoxication with her mother and got a DUI uh, in May 
for driving drunk in L.A. County. So Ponsetto has been named in a civil case involving an eviction for non-payment. NYPD says that they're planning to charge uh, Maya Ponsetto with multiple charges of assault. And the New York City uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio has blasted the run-in as plain and Can we just say, can we give a shout out to the fact that they finally put somebody else's information out there for once? Because usually the minute a person of color is victimized, they're like, oh, but you know, uh, back when he was 14, he did such and such. And I'm glad that they're like, oh, by the way, the woman who attacked him, let's tell you a little bit about her. She she tried the wrong one is what happened. She tried the wrong one. No, 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 no. Ponsetta. What's the bitch name? (laughs) Mia Maya Ponsetto. Please run, please let her let me be in there and ran up on one of my children. I, I, hats off to everybody involved. I'm glad the little boy is okay. Nobody was hurt. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm going to give you some for instances because you know if the dad would have hit the mom, he's black and she identifies as white because I don't think she's white. I she's think not she's white. Italian, she's right? Italian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all black. Italians, good hair, black. Anywho, uh, I would have fucked this lady up. Let me tell you, I had a problem with the dad videotaping. And I said this on my love lounge because you standing back videotaping, but I understand the plight that we are in in America. As a black man, they would have turned that all the way around and said he attacked this woman because exactly. she looks white to the to the naked eye. But as a transgender dad and parent, I would have beat that bitch ass right there for touching my kid on the spot. And then they said a man ain't supposed to fall a woman. I always keep a spare wig in my purse. I would have put a wig on and said, this was a woman whooping this woman for touching my son. What we're not going to do is put our hands on my children. Because when they made that woman's phone, they made a thousand, 10,000 more just like it. You walk in and tackle my son. All of my kids are like me. If I'm swinging, they all swing. If I go to the purse, they duck and run because they know some shit coming out. That well, well let's, let's talk about that, too. So the phone ended up being returned because she was a guest at the hotel, but three days prior. She wasn't even a guest at the time. The phone was returned from an Uber driver that same day. And to top it all off, the phone that she had was a lesser version of what the son had. It wasn't even the same version of the same phone. Well, you know, the bitch was so. confused. She got caught drunk driving and the bitch is publicly in <laughs> Intoxicated, so the bitch is an alcoholic. Call triple A A triple A A A R P somebody because the bitches are drunk. Y'all, it's public knowledge that the bitches are drunk, and y'all keep giving them a pass. Ain't no pass. Her, she drunk and she was out drunk with her mama. Who does that? Who and and get and get charged for it? Cause I know mothers and daughters that go to the tavern often, drink, have a good time, go home. Everybody creep. Ain't nobody starting shit with no police. Her and her mama is generational drunk. The bit that it's, it's in their longevity. It's in their lineage. All of it. Just all of it. It's genetic. It's yeah, genetic. All that. I, I got a problem with that. I don't like that they make excuses for them, but we always made out to look right. like the monsters. We're not right. the fucking monsters. And that boy was 14 yeah. years old. The dad had every right to slap. You know what the dad should have did? Y'all see that video where the man slapped the man with a can? <laughs> he slapped the 12 oh, days of Christmas that. out of his <laughs> ass, goddamn. He kicked that can and he... Baby, he sl- he kept calling him a nigga. He get my nigga, yeah. nigga this, nigga that, nigga that, nigga that. Baby, that man kicked that can. He took that can and he slapped the tw- twelve horses running. Not the twelve days of Christmas. Eleven, 11 tw- lizards sleeping. Yeah, eleven <laughs> lizards listening. Six dogs are snapping. Five. He slapped the shit out of me. 
goodness. Baby, he slapped the yellow moons, pink stars, and green clovers out that ass. That's what that lady need. I would have slapped her ass so her hair spins around like Linda Blair and the Exorcist. Don't put your hands on my kids. And, and understand that in a different climate and in a different time, he would have had every right because you protect your children at all costs. She tackled this man's son. She don't know if he had a knife and was stabbing her baby or what have you. I would. My natural reaction would have been to punch the hell out of her, honestly. I wouldn't have thought about what color and she it, was. It would have been different, too, because I'm just saying, if it was me and my mom... Oh, my mom would have wailed on her. Oh, Marsha would have been she rolling with her, her ass, baby. It's and, Marsha gangster. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think that's probably the difference, too, because because this was a black male and it was his son, you know, he I think he handled it the best way he could have because I saw the security of uh, video and then I saw the cell phone video. She literally, like, bulldozed yeah. his son down and Keon Harold ran up and pulled her off of him and everything else. And then she yeah. tried to do it again. So I'm glad we they had the security footage. I'm glad he did the cell phone video because if he didn't have that evidence, the narrative would have been so much different. It would have been like, oh, no, I was attacked and everything else. So. It should have been a black mama named Keisha or like Tasha. Oh, she was. Baby. <laughs> or a whole so, different or story. Sophia. Woman, mud, woman, <laughs> woman stumps, stumps bitch head to ground for touching her baby. Very yeah. Beyonce in uh, Obsession. You touch my child? Yes, Beyonce. Hi, handsome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Weigh in. We want your opinion on anything and everything. I'm going to tell you this thing. I'm from D.C., Chocolate City, the original. This lady in my school made me do something. My dad came to that school, and I never seen him do something like this. He choked that lady and put her up the wall and said, if you ever touch my son again, this will be your last day on this planet. What's your, dad, what's your daddy's number? Let me talk. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> I mean, he did fight in Vietnam, so he's a little touchy, and he's a black panther, but my dad would have messed that woman up, hands down. I've seen him do it. So she was totally wrong. And, and it is inappropriate for men, honestly, to me, for them to put a hand on a woman, but sometimes a woman pushed the envelope, and that, that was not about her hitting him. That was about him protecting his, his kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your son. Yeah, you got to protect your kids. If, you, if no one's going to do it, it's going to be your parents. Well, if your children I mean, don't... If you, been over and head. if your children don't feel safe with you as their parent, they'll go find safety in the arms of the wrong person. Correct. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, iFerris. Happy New Year. You, you know what? Uh, quickly, that was it. <laughs> you flame. You are ridiculous. What do you You've mean? been on fire today. You have been. Lauren know, gave, me, Lauren gave me some chicken before the show. You know you can't feed me. We got to. We got to feed it before the show. Do not feed the beast. <laughs> I just want to close out, reminding everybody to remember to uh, share the show, comment on the show, subscribe. We really do appreciate that, and those who uh, have our show going like it as well. So I'm going to send it back to you guys, guys again. Great show. Happy New Year, ladies. Look forward to seeing you both very, very soon. Absolutely. And Nick, what is the whole purpose remember, of Laugh and Learn, though? We got to always give that. Flame, that's what we're talking about, Lauren. Every time we talk about it, we're not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We just want you to use your mind. That's it. Think for yourself. Do your own research because we are here to laugh, but we are also here to learn. Yes, and we're yep. here to teach and Ooh. look lovely. Move on. Let me, let me, <laughs> slide, let me slide on the thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye, ladies. No, no, no. Go. No. No. The message for today, ladies and gentlemen, Georgia, we cannot um, we cannot push it enough for you guys to really get out and in Georgia and vote. We have to get control of the Senate. And when I say control, we're not even getting control. We're just getting a fair play of even even. The, the, the deciding vote will be uh, broken by Kamala Harris, vice, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. And we know she's riding with Team Democrats. So let's do this so we can have some kind of power because Mitch McConnell is blocking. I know some of y'all hungry. Some of y'all can't pay your rent. They are dropping everything. And I'm not saying hungry in vain or in comedy. I'm saying it's for real because if you show the, they show the hypocrisy of what they could have been done for Americans last week. Y'all waited all this time. Y'all gave the first stimuluses in April. And y'all waited all the way to December, almost the end of the fucking year, and you clicked one button and just released money to so many people. You could have done this in May, June, July, August, September, October, November. You waited to almost the end of the year to do 600 disrespectful dollars to people who have been hurting for months because of the lack of responsibility that you guys voted to put this clown in office. Don't blame nobody but yourselves, but don't use us as pawns which is what y'all did. That was like when you go to the welfare office and you give them social security and they hit one button, they can see what states you had welfare in because I had state welfare in like seven states. Any, well, oh, I'm get off topic. Listen, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, please vote. Please wash your hands. Please wear your mask. Please practice social distancing. They have just shut down us in travel ban in California. We, You don't even come here because you can't get out. Don't yeah. come here because you can't unless you're driving because you can't fly out. That's yes. why Nick ain't here. Yes. And Nick, where can everybody find you? <laughs> Crying in a corner. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> At Nick Smith News. At Nick Smith News. Definitely. On all platforms. And where can we find on all you, platforms. Lauren? You can find me at Lauren Armani H on Instagram. And I think you also told some folks this morning <laughs> yeah, that, that I was creating get you a YouTube, get a YouTube channel. channel. We need Lauren to be on YouTube, too. Didn't even know. But, you know, we're going to do that, too. <laughs> I thank you guys that have been supporting Lauren and leaving such wonderful comments. Because yes, y'all like you. the addition to the show. And I don't read the comments. She does. And this overly sensitive nigga right here do. I don't read your comments because you know I don't care what you think. I love you anyway. If you don't we love discuss me back, it later. Right, right. Group. They tell me. I say, who said what? Listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is Flame Monroe. You can find me on all platforms. Flame Monroe on Twitter. Monroe Flame here on Instagram. Uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as Nicholas's and Lauren when we get it up today. And also you can follow me on Facebook, Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. Thank you, Teresa Griffin, for the show on New, uh, New Year's Eve. If you don't know who Teresa Griffin is, she's a fantastic recording artist out of Chicago. Get her music, Naked Beautiful. Soul. You're yes. welcome. Catch me on Love Lounge tonight. I thank you guys for joining us at Laugh and Learn. The only reason that this show is as successful as it is is because of you guys. All the yes. Flamettes and Loungeettes and Firecrackers and Nickettes and Lauren and all that we thank you because the information that you give us and that we reshare back with you recycled we couldn't get it nowhere else thank you for following laugh and learn thank you to my partners nick smith and lauren hogan uh-huh and thank y'all thank you kendall thank you triple i'm out i'm gonna get another piece of this chicken <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week peace <laughs> laugh and learn is a production of the black effect network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.